it's as hard as it's gonna get, gonna get. You be the crust, I'll be the core, we are the. You be the best, I'll yell for more, we are the. You fill the halls, I'll keep the score, we are the. You be the walls, I'll be the floor, we are the. Is intended for mature audiences only. Parental discretion is advised. Hello world, hello world. Welcome to Turns Up Tuesday, Out of Sight Radio, PSN-Radio.com. I am your host, Out of Sight. My co-host, the Jackal, broadcasting out of Miami. I am, of course, broadcasting out of the great Northwest. And it's good motherfucking times. It's cold. A nice sunny day out here. But the wind chill factor is still in effect. And it was reminded that it's still wintertime in the great Northwest. Lots of shit to talk about this week. I want to thank everybody for tuning in on uh, PSN-Radio.com and also SoFlow. Radio.com. Business over bullshit. How you doing, Jackal? Feeling the same way. Business over bullshit. Doing good, man. You? I'm good. I'm good. You sound better. I had uh, several people ask Yeah, you know, last uh, week, I want to I start off by apologizing. I was on a, a drug binge last week. And, uh, yeah. A you couple know, of people happens. asked me, um, like, what's going on with Jackal? And I'm like, well, the drugs are terrible. I don't know what to tell you. It's, Cocaine's a hell of a drug. It's all yeah. <clears throat> now, I guess we'll just go ahead and focus the uh, attention here. We've got a lot of stories we're going to go over today. Uh, a lot of shit going on. Oh, yeah. But first, we're going to focus the attention to your uh, home city. Oh, Miami, it starts with Miami. Miami, huh? Miami Florida. Here. A headline that definitely caught my eye. we got a clip we're going to roll on this. It says here, entire Miami police squad fired. After footage shows cops shopping, dining, and kissing while ignoring 911 calls. Now, that being said, if you go back, you know, a couple of weeks, Miami is is up there in terms of, uh, you know, violent crimes and, you know, those those type of things. So they kind of need a police force. Uh that's going to respond to the fucking 911 calls to say the least. Uh, uh they got fired. They're 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 gone. The whole the whole squad had got fired. Applaud applaud them for firing them uh the, the fuck boy. I've, I've been living here my whole life and that well, at least good question in my life and I think we should have been fired a long time ago. Everyone of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully but but run this uh run the clip that we have and we'll get into this just a little bit more. We got a lot of shit to cover today. Now CBS4 investigates police officers on the clock but refusing to answer calls for help. It's a story that was hard to believe when we first started investigating. But tonight we have the surveillance tapes. Officers being delinquent on duty. Here's CBS4's investigator Jim DeFeedy. p.m. in the Kendall District of Miami-Dade County, and an armed robbery is in progress. The 
The officer offering to respond is nowhere near the crime. It would be better if someone closer handled the call. So the dispatcher takes to the air again with added urgency. All units of 29 just occurred with a gun, cash taken, subjects a black male wearing a black hoodie, blue jeans. He fled on foot. But there was someone closer, but he had his hands full. Instead of answering the repeated calls, Officer Darius Akaris was canoodling with a young woman behind the Dayline Mall. As he continues to cuddle and kiss his girlfriend, his fellow officers were slogging their way to the call. Uh, do, do, is there anybody on the scene? We're coming from a distance. I don't think we're not arrival yet. 18 minutes after the call first came in, units make it to the scene. By then, the suspect is long gone. Another day, another call. This one, a possible disturbance just across the street from the Dayline Mall. But investigators say they once again found Sakaris in the mall parking lot with his girlfriend. These surveillance videos, obtained by CBS4 News, were taken by the Police Department's Internal Affairs Unit. IA spent months following the officers assigned to this section of Kendall, secretly videotaping and logging their activities, even using tracking devices on the officers' cars to catalog their movements. And then there's this video, according to the reports, which shows Sakaris and two other members of the squad drinking Cuban coffee at an outdoor restaurant when a call comes in of an infant having a medical emergency. Five-month-old, not alert. Kilo 3106, 341. Kilo 3106 is Sakaris, a high-priority call indeed. Both paramedics and police are dispatched and expected to go full out with lights and sirens. Although he tells the dispatcher he's en route, Sakaris sits there drinking his coffee. Paramedics will ultimately tend to the baby boy, who will be fine. And while he never moves, Sakaris will reportedly write in his report that he went to the scene. Wasn't Sakaris worried his supervisors might find out what he was doing? Apparently not, because this is his supervisor. Sergeant Jennifer Gonzalez. Surveillance video shows her going to Kohl's, Target, and Lowe's. Starcork's ever helpful. Internal affairs say she should have been on the road answering calls or supervising her troops at that time. They also claim she spent hours visiting her parents in Cutler Ridge when she was supposed to be patrolling Kendall. And she, too, has a boyfriend that investigators say she would sometimes rendezvous with while on duty. On this day, Sakaris happened to get into a traffic accident in Carl Gables, causing a fair amount of damage to both vehicles. Visiting vehicle, maybe 500 bucks, mine about 1000 $500. Okay, which one is it, 1000 or 500 a supervisor is required to investigate. The dispatcher tries raising Sergeant Gonzalez, who supposedly is on a call. In fact, she's with her boyfriend. 3180, how long before you can clear reference to 17? Gonzalez doesn't respond. There's a supervisor on there? A supervisor from another sector immediately responds. He wonders why Gonzalez isn't handling her own squad. Okay, so can you check to see when she'll be clearing? 3180. Sergeant Gonzalez said she was too busy to go and would handle it by phone. Police officials argue Gonzalez's attitude infected the entire squad. When someone calls 911 from a Winn-Dixie and abruptly hangs up, officers Jeffrey Price and Fabian Owens, riding in a two-man car, are told to investigate. Internal affairs watched as they cruised through the parking lot, never getting out of their car or even, for that matter, stopping. Price and Owens roll by a Chevron gas station, where there is a reported problem as well. 
On at least one occasion, they never even bothered driving by internal affairs charges. Likewise, investigators documented how Officer Ivan Thomas hung out at La Coretta and Pollo Tropical rather than taking a series of emergency calls that were backing up. We're talking about falsification of official records. We're talking about stealing time that doesn't belong to you because they're supposed to be available for service or duty, and they're not. When CBS4 News first started examining these officers more than a year ago, former Miami Police Chief Ken Harms told us that in all his years in law enforcement, he had never heard of an entire squad ducking calls the way this one had. Not to my recollection. And that's something that certainly, in my view, would be memorable. So what happened to these officers? Well, as we'll explain in greater detail tomorrow, officers Huerta and Sicaris and Sergeant Gonzalez were fired. The other officers received suspensions. And the ramifications from this event? Well, they're still being felt today. Now, Shannon, I should also, and Elliot, I should point out, we tried reaching the officers, and through their spokesman, the PBA, and through their attorneys, they declined our request for an interview. The video is really unbelievable, and some people might say, Jim, that this is criminal in nature. Well, in fact, the Miami-Dade State Attorney's Office was given this case, was asked to review it, but at the end of the day, Catherine Fernandez-Reynolds decided not to prosecute these officers, instead allowing the department to handle it administratively. And they've, some have lost their jobs, or so they're trying to get their jobs back? You're right. The officer, Some of these officers are trying to get back on the street. All of them are still licensed police officers, and if they don't get their jobs back so, in Miami-Dade, they could wow. end up in the department near you. There we have it. If you're just tuning in, Data Site Radio, Turned Up Tuesday, what we just wrote was uh, local news footage. Basically, an entire Miami police squad was fired after footage shows cops of shopping, dining, and kissing, and all kind of fuckboy shit, instead of answering 911 calls. There's that, that whole scenario they just described to me sounds like a sitcom or a TV show. Like, you gotta be kidding me. You know? Like, is it that... It can't be that sweet, being a, a Miami police officer. <laughs> just crazy, man. Not that it was sweet before, but no, yeah, well, that's well, uh, pretty, pretty. But doesn't it shock me, dude? Anybody who lives down here for a long period, of, no, anybody who lives down here has seen this kind of shit happen already for a long time. It's not like Miami Dade police officers are like the most morally, you know, conscious people on the planet. They really yes. aren't. They're and that's why it's, it's got to be good to see these cats get busted finally on their you know, bullshit. And, we saw and, something like this last year. Remember when the highway patrol lady pulled over the uh, police officer going like 100 miles an hour? And she's like, you're a yeah. criminal. You're a scumbag. But it's good. It's just good to see these 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 cats get fired. Let's get yeah, rid of these motherfuckers. First of all, they're, they're getting paid off of taxpayer money. Right. You, you see what I mean? It, like, it, it's just it's horrible. I don't even know what else to say. But I'm glad they got fired. Applaud. Applaud the city of Miami for canning these officers. Sounds like some of the shit they were doing, it's almost the kind of negligence that might warrant uh, jail time. I missed a lot of that clip. Did, did they say anything about jail time? I don't know if there's going to be jail time. Nope. Uh, no, they didn't really mention much uh, about that, but there could be some charges. You never know. Yeah. Civil charges. You know, well, it's all kinds good. of stuff. They need, to start, they need to start cleansing the police departments of these fuckboy cops. They don't yeah. even do their job at, and, and, and get paid. A salary of taxpayer dollars, you know. Most importantly, though, just uh, the fact they got fired. I think that's that's really the most important part. Yeah. They, they're no longer there. They're no longer a problem. Now, here's the thing, though: the next people that they hire as police officers for the Miami Dade Police Department, they're going to fall into the same trap unless they're trained properly. 
Right. So they really, it's not only just firing the police officers, it's firing the people who trained them, the people in the academy, right. people who, you know, allowed all this shit to happen. And right. kind of like started from scratch over again. That's going to be tough to do for any department. Yeah, yeah they That's got on some serious, some serious uh, fuckboy stuff. Yeah, it's no, I don't, I don't, I don't I don't know if they fired everybody. Did they fire everybody? Or they just, I mean, there's all a... six. There's the six to a squad. No, six. All, all six. Yeah. All six uh, officers. Yeah. All six. Well, yeah, at least it's not that many, though. Six could be replaced. Yeah. I'll give but... them a couple of days, I'll replace them. You know? <laughs> Check this out, dude. <laughs> now, I wouldn't even think this story was real if I wasn't looking at it. Like, if someone told me this story. I'd buy you bullshit meter. No. It says here, mom arrested after stripping on stage during a school assembly. Whoa. <laughs> In Al- Albany, New York. It's, it's, at least this isn't a Miami story. Albany, New yeah, York. Woman is facing in, uh, child endangerment and lewdness charges after she got on stage and started to strip during a school assembly. Albany police reported 24-year-old Andrea Meters was arrested at her son's school. God, wait, she had to be on some sort of pills or something. No, nobody does this. Like, this is, this is so out of the, I mean, I, I made it to every school assembly, been to other school assemblies. People are usually well-behaved, and there are no stripper shows going on during the assembly. Like, this is some HBO sort of shit here. School staff had to halt the assembly and clear out the school cafeteria after meters began dancing on stage and partially <laughs> removing her clothing. Now that's what? that's drugs. That's awesome. That's that's drugs right there. Bath salts. She must have she took some shit before she walked in there. Or, or bath salts, dude. That's bath salts. That makes you want to take your clothes off. Now we've been talking about we've been talking about um Drugs and mental health and and uh, prescription drugs and mental health and and this sort of thing has been a reoccurring theme on past shows these past few weeks. And uh, we got a clip that pertains to this, and the clip speaks on the constitutionality of what they're trying to do. So we are going to roll that clip, but uh, first I'll introduce the story. It says. Um, Here's the New York Post says scoop up the nuts mentally ill roundup planned after train pushes. Okay, for those who are unaware, there's been a series of incidents where people have been pushed in front of the trains. Oh yeah, yeah. You in your you in your town, wherever you're at uh, listening, you may not have trains in your town but uh new york is a very uh train heavy place nobody drives and it's all about right. trains catching trains a lot of trains a lot of crazy people right okay yeah. you know it says here uh the city is making a major push to sweep the streets of the dangerous mentally ill new yorkers and it's yep. even compiled a most wanted list the post has learned <laughs> whoa the measure follows a pair of high-profile subway shoves uh, fatalities from December, alle- allegedly involving mentally ill individuals. Allegedly. The city has already drawn up a, a list of 25 target sources said. Hmm. Okay. So, so basically where this is going is there's been legislation introduced to force people to take their medication 
that they are prescribed. Now, we made an argument that this country is over-medicated in a lot of ways, and we, we don't have to get all the way back into that topic. We move forward, forward, never backwards. But it's the constitutionality of this uh, that comes into question. So we have a clip, and it's actually from Fox News, and it has uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano. He, he does make some sense sometimes. One of the brighter people on uh, on uh, Fox News, even though he has had his <laughs> faux pas in his time, but he is a constitutionalist. A he is a constitutional um, guy. He's a fucking judge. He's not some, you know. Th- there's a few credible people that actually have the experience. He's not like the 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 guy from Hard Copy, like fucking Bill O'Reilly. He he actually has experience in what he's talking about. Yeah, but the main problem is he's still on Fox News, so his credibility yeah, goes out the window. Right now. But, but but right now we're going to run this clip and he's, and he's going to talk about the constitutionality of this. And frankly, I'm going to go ahead and say I agree with him on this. But if we got that clip ready, go ahead and roll it, if you will. Yeah, I haven't heard the clip myself, so I'm eager to, to hear what he has to say because uh, not a fan of Fox News. But let's check out Judge. Uh, this now- isn't about this isn't about Fox News. It's about no, the I know, I know. constitutionality of what they're trying to do. I just want to make sure the audience follows along. There's a serious constitutional question. A question here in the government forcing people to take medication after they already got everyone addicted to the medication that they're talking about enforcing that go ahead and roll that clip though oh psn-radio.com out of sight radio that's what you turned into and uh thanks for tuning in roll the clip home so do police have the right to arrest the mentally ill on the streets for skipping their medication on or off the streets? It's a question that's come up several times in the wake of multiple mass shootings now and some subway attacks here in New York. Well, now New York City police are taking the idea one step past that. The nation's largest police force putting together a so-called most wanted list of mentally ill patients. And officers plan to arrest them even though they haven't committed any crimes. So what would our Constitution say about that? Fox News Senior Judicial Analyst Judge Andrew Napolitano joins me You always now. give me the easy question. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I just think we might have we might have a lively discussion about this because it is it. it's it's an it's an issue that's complicated. Yes. So yeah. if you come to New York City or any other major city, you see mentally ill people walking on the streets, many of them homeless, and it's a dire situation. You say that rounding them up and arresting them is unconstitutional. Well, it's clearly unconstitutional because the Constitution says the only way you can arrest someone is if you see them committing a crime or a probable cause to believe they have committed, not are going to commit. But have committed a crime. Now, in the case of someone who is mentally ill, mental illness is is a range, is a terminology used to apply to a range of mental deficiencies. Could be very mild or very severe. Only those who are mentally ill and are in imminent danger of harm to themselves and others can be in the category of candidates for arrest. Anything short of that, the person cannot be arrested without an order from a judge. So what happened is, in the last couple of months here, there's been these two subway attacks where allegedly mentally ill people pushed innocent people out onto the tracks and they died. My question to you, though, is how do you know at what level that mentally ill person is? How, How can a police officer gauge that when he's just he or she's walking down the street and know whether or not they're to that point that you're describing. They, they can't, and it's not, their, it's not their job to do so. That's why if a, if a person has been adjudicated a danger to themselves and others, 
and is not incarcerated. That's one thing. But a cop looking at somebody in a subway saying, I think you're crazy. I think you're going to push somebody into the subway, the, the, the path of the subway train, and therefore I'm going to arrest you. That's not permissible under our, our system. We do not have a system of government that lets the government predict who's going to do the wrong thing and arrest them before they do it. Mm -hmm. The police should be there to keep us safe. The MTA should operate subways and subway platforms that are safe. But you can't arrest groups of people because of what some one or two among their number are likely to do. That's what they did in Eastern Europe when we overthrew those governments. Mm -hmm. I think that people, though, who have been victims of crime or threats resulting from situations like this are frustrated yes. because yes. many times you cannot mandate for mentally ill people to take medications. Yes. And when they're on medications, they're fine, but when they're not, they can be violent. Yes, so that's, that's the gray area where a person has been ordered by a judge to take their medication and doesn't, uh, and then may be in a position where they could harm someone. Mm -hmm. That's why we have a Second Amendment. So we can protect ourselves. Uh -oh. And that's why he knows the Constitution. <laughs> Judge, great to see you. Hope you had a great weekend. Pleasure. Thank you, Gretchen. Yes, and there lies the constitutional clusterfuck that I was referring to. You know, everybody wants to feel like, you know, everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. And the, you know, the, the mentally ill people are taking their pills like they're supposed to be. And the... Um, People are not overprescribed medication, and everything's on the up and up. And the you know you, you wanna you wanna believe we live in that sort of world, and and the right. the drug companies aren't completely in control of who gets in the office because they're making all they're when you're making all the money you're spending all the money, right? Okay. Well, the value of these drug companies since the 1980s has you know it's it's. They're a thousand times bigger than they were then. So they got the money and they got the control. But I think they might pull this off in New York, though, because it's a local thing. It's a local issue. And people are getting pushed in front of trains. Here's the thing, though. I mean, this is going to uh, be on the edge of profiling because, you oh. know, no, no, this no. Is a, no. It's completely. It's going to be looked at as profound. No. They even asked the, the the great question there, which no. he asked. You know, how how does a police officer know? You know, who is you know more deranged than the other person? I mean, you really can you really tell unless you look at a person and say, okay, looks like a crazy fuck. I'm going to stop him and see what's going on. No, sir, I completely disagree with you. This is not going to be on the edge of profiling. No, no, this is going to be good full profiling fashion. You know, red, white, and blue style profiling. Right. On, yes, full on, profiling. This exactly. You're 100 percent profiling. If you, you know, if your hair might be a little disheveled as you're yeah, exactly. getting off the train. If you know, if you get mad over Dropbox, I mean, come on, you're you're definitely a loony. You're arguing with somebody on the cell phone. People say you're talking to yourself. You know, I, all kind of shit. You know, and. uh it's, it's unconstitutional, but there's a lot of my point is this. How much are people going to accept? Right. Because we, we accepted the Patriot Act and it doesn't get much fucking unconstitutional than that. Sounds right. like a, it sounds like a weird story. Like, oh, that wouldn't happen. Oh, yes, it would. I can see Big Brother coming into coming to people's house like like a sort of it, it would be a sort of <laughs> program where where. 
Are you taking your medication, sir? We're here to make sure that you're medicated properly. Like a relative, basically. This is where this is where the snitch relatives come into play. You know what right. I mean? Like like the rel the the relative that's mad because you won't let them borrow money, and then they call and, t- and they, they call somebody and tell tell them about your little grow operation in your garage or something. You know, son of a bitch. This, yeah. this is where the 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 the, the snitching comes in. So somebody can get mad at you and call them and say, "Hey, this guy isn't taking his." That's med- right, Walter. This guy, like this guy, isn't taking his meds. It's just gonna. It just leads to a whole. It's like a snitch, snitching sort of society. Like after nine eleven, it was like snitch on your neighbor. You right. remember that whole thing? Like you know, this motherfuckers just start telling, just telling on motherfuckers. Like whoa, you know, it's crazy. But that's the world we live in. Anyway. I just want to touch on that for a minute because I, I thought it was interesting. I want to thank everybody for listening tonight to uh, Turned Up Tuesday here on PSN-Radio.com. Uh, uh, on a lighter note, on a somewhat lighter note, everybody knows who this guy is, even if you're not a wrestling fan. It says, legendary wrestler Ric Flair terrified of his estranged wife. <laughs> Who oh, have f- you seen his extreme wife? Who in the fuck did he marry? He's he's terrified. It says, "Oh, okay. Oh, let me catch up here." It says, "Legendary wrestler Ric Flair has asked the court." See, this isn't no bullshit. This is court stuff. I only talk about yep. bullshit on this show. He has asked the court for a domestic violence protection order against his estranged wife Jackie. Can you imagine that? A pro wrestler asking a court for a domestic violence order. Like keep her away from me. I'll fight with Hulk Hogan. I'll I'll get in the cage with Andre the Giant. You could throw me off a scalpel, but just keep that chick away. <laughs> no, it, it sounds funny and all, but it's actually a very smart move because if she is abusive, you know, you don't want to be the the guy that gets the cop called on, you know, on you for you know getting some kind of a, a argument with your wife. Right, and you know, he doesn't want to be that guy. So we, we touched on this. And the reason I brought this story up really wasn't that random. We have touched on these topics in in recent months, like women that just lose it and run their husbands over and 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 pour uh, boiling water on their genitals and whoa, that's not good. Hey, I could bring up some articles right now. So he needs to protect. I'd rather not. I just think it's it's ironic that this is like a pro wrestler doing this. That tells you. He's reading the same articles that I read on the air. He, he's he's worried. He's concerned. Maybe Ric Flair has been listening to Turned Up Tuesday out of sight radio. It's possible, or maybe he just do, doesn't want to end up like John Wayne Bobbitt. I mean, that's also a possibility. Nobody wants to be that guy. Oh, man. Crazy chick when they wake up and your penis is gone. Next thing you know, it's in the side of the road by some veg- vegetable, Not, you know, just hanging out. Just, Nobody wants that. Just stop the violence, people, men, women, yeah, please. all of you, all of you. Because if Rick, if Rick Flair, the, na- the nature boy, is, yeah. is is filing protective orders against his ex-wife in the court, you know the shit has hit the fan. Please, people, let's just calm down just a little bit. Now, do you think that maybe the the whole fight started because he's been styling and profiling for so long with the women's and the, you know the limousines and the flying here and the flying there and the living the lifestyle? Maybe she's oh, finally I had think, enough. I, I think honestly, 
Ric Flair has been married about four times, and he, he's 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 had several terrible divorces. He is a serial uh, marrier. He's a serial divorcer. He's a very irresponsible dude, actually. And uh, he's like sixty three years old. I think yeah, it's sad in a lot of ways. It's like, couldn't you have got this out of your system at thirty five? Okay, no, no, okay. Some of us mature later in life, 45. No, no. 55? Still no? Okay. 65 years old going through this kind of fucking drama, man. It's it's embarrassing. I ain't trying to embarrass the man. That's like the opposite of winning. Yeah. It really is, yeah. You got to make better choices. You 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 got to make better choices at some point. 65 years old? is a really, really good time. Now, you know, it, it's funny. That's coming off the heels of what happened with Hogan and uh, that chick who was uh, married to his friend. Uh, I forget the dude's name, but it, it, he had sex with her on video, and then it came out that they had recorded it, and they oh, put yeah. it on the internet and shit. I mean, n- none of these wrestlers are – just because they're pro wrestlers, I mean, they're responsible human beings. They're all scumbags, just like the rest of us. Let's be real. Every well, single one I'm of not them. A, I'm not a fucking scumbag. But speak for yourself. But I know I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Now check out this story. We got a clip on this, and I want to run this. It, it's kind of funny, but it's really it's ironic at the same time. Bro, uh, br- two sets of brothers in Kansas, I believe. Okay. Won seventy five thousand uh, dollars in nice. the lottery. Okay, from a lot uh, lottery ticket, and they decided to celebrate. But of course, they decided to celebrate. Unfortunately for them, um, they celebrated having a meth party, and they blew up their house. They're, Whoa! They blew up their own good house. Good times. Having a fucking meth party. How how ridiculous! How do you blow up your house having a meth party? Like, it's going to cost happen? a hell of a lot more than probably uh, seventy five thousand. <laughs> Not only are you are you um, you're probably going to go to jail. Okay. Yeah, at least. And you're going to have a, a, a fine for making the place blow up. That 75000 that you won in that. Oh. Talk about good good and bad decision making. That seventy five grand you won in that lottery isn't going to come close to paying for any of this shit. But it, it's it's an interesting tale on just be- stupidity. <laughs> go ahead and roll the, go ahead and roll the clip, little jackal. No, no, which was this one? Uh, blow up house. Okay, I got it here. Yeah, the, the the one that says blow up house, Jackal. Brothers blow up house. That's it's it's a big boom. You're on so it you know, it, it so I never heard it like that before. Mary Jewett shares a duplex with the man responsible for that explosion. It shook my whole kitchen and it shook my kid's bedroom. Jewett says the blast was strong enough to shatter this bedroom window. Wichita police tell us it was a celebration gone bad. So I heard screaming. So then I came to the front door, and they're all f- smoke is coming out of the apartment over here. Wichita police say two brothers bought some pot and meth after hitting a $75,000 lottery ticket. They were apparently filling butane torches to light their bongs when the furnace pilot light ignited the fumes. Woo, that's nice to celebrate, but celebrate too hard. <laughs> they celebrate too bad. <laughs> they just, that's, that took care of that celebration real fast. Jewett says she's just lucky it wasn't more serious or someone in her family could have been hurt. Brian Heap, KWCH 12, Eyewitness News. Folks, you know I do this show as a public service for all of you. If you happen to win a a lottery, uh, yeah, I'm on public service radio. That's what you're going to say, Jacko, got you. Uh, You you win a lottery, 
if funny. you know if if you if you win that the the bingo game on Sunday, if you if you strike it lucky, bingo. the slot machine, whatever you do, do not have a fucking meth party to celebrate it. That's the moral of the story. Mm. About to take our first break here in the evening, and to take our first break, I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Those of you who have tuned in before. Um, those of you who have not tuned in before, shouts out to my homegirl, Sone, my buddy Travis just joined me in the studio, Chris Morris out on South Hill, Brandy over in Eastern Washington listening for the first time tonight, I do believe. What up, Brandy? And, yeah, what up, Brandy? For real, though. And we'll be back with more Turns Up Tuesday here on Out of Sight Radio. True that. Woo! Atlanta, Georgia, Greensboro, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, Chicago, Tampa, Florida, Miami, Dallas, Texas. I don't care where the city is. When you know Ric Flair's in town, ooh, things are taking place. Is there life on other planets? This is nuclear physicist Ben Friedman, and now I'm a voice in the jackal's head. It's the government keeping secrets from us. This is Stephen Bassett, and uh, I am now a voice inside the jackal's head. Want to find out more? Listen to the jackal's head on the Super Media Network. The biggest trick the jackal ever pulled was to convince the world <laughs> that he doesn't exist. Discount Comic Book Service, where you can save 40 to 75% off on new comics, collected editions, graphic novels, action figures, statues, and other one-of-a-kind items from DC, Marvel, Image, Dark Horse, Boom Studios, Top Cow, Dynamite, and many, many more. Go to www.dcbservice.com for easy ordering and fast delivery. Or you can visit our brick-and-mortar location at 10202-C Coldwater Road in Fort Wayne, Indiana. DCBS, welcome home. Elizabeth Taylor, movie legend. We lost her too soon. Gone, but not forgotten. Now, you can own an authentic piece of movie history. Elizabeth Taylor's Ashes. In a small commemorative urn. Remember, remember. I want you to forget me, please. For just $29.95 plus shipping and handling, we'll send you an ounce of real superstar soot. Elizabeth Taylor, movie legend. You can have a piece of her forever. Command performances leave me quite cold. Call today. Hurry. Quantities are limited. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application, Mobile Talk Radio. Imagine having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. You'll be surprised how easy it is to use. So I think what's going on here is that Obama is banking on unemployment falling. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Talk Stream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Is it right? Jet flying! Son of a gun! And I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down! Sports. I am the world's heavyweight champion. I don't cry. Again. I've been stabbed. I've been hit by chairs. Don't I've been beat up by everybody. What's the matter? But the bottom line is, 
All we ask I'm is talking right now. Let me tell you something. If you like talking to me on this show, you'll let me talk when I'm out here. The, the George Rodriguez Show. Who? I said the George Rodriguez Show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes. That George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban feller. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more supermanhomepage.com four years ago a doorway was opened and evil came to the sleepy little town of coral beach florida existing in the shadows it has remained unknown building strength biding time and feeding on the hearts and souls of the weak that is about to change the time has come to reap what was sown as the death toll rises in an orgy of spilled blood, all that stands between the town and total annihilation is a broken-down pastor and a handful of life's cast-offs. To win, they must first understand what they are facing. To lose means to bring hell to earth. Coming, Coming soon, friend. The, the terrifying new novel from storyteller Franklin E. Wales. Details at FranklinEWales.com Millions of Americans every day are shedding unwanted pounds by taking tested and proven ultra-lipo-stick. Carbohydrates are bad, bad. Our carbo-fighting antioxidant is good, good. Just listen to these satisfied customers. My name is Gal, and I lost like 20 pounds on ultra-lipo-stick. My name is Jared, and I lost 46 pounds using ultra-lipo-stick. My name is Zach, and I actually gained weight this stuff. Ultra Liposick is safe and easy to inject. Just three doses, four times a day, discreetly underneath your fingernail. Listen to this. I used Ultra Liposick and suffered from side effects like uncontrollable greasy discharge. Ultra Liposick, it turned the armpits of all of my shirts orange. This stuff is crap. Try it today and see some real results. Ultra Liposick, not available in stores. Results may very Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call key information solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com.
radiocom business over bullshit. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host out of sight. My co-host he is the Jack, broadcasting out of Miami. I'm broadcasting, of course, out of the Great Northwest. Now here is a here is a story that I I was I was disturbed. Oh yeah. I was disturbed when I read this. What the fuck? Stop making that noise, dude. Whatever the fuck that is. I'm just sipping my my coffee. Mute, mute the microphone or whatever you got to do, but that that's disturbing. Check the story oh, you, out, you though. You get to drink coffee on air, and I can't drink my. That's not cool. All right. During the in, during the intro, but not telling the story though. You get all the fuckery, all the fuckery out of the way during the intro. That's how it works. All right, all right, now, you got this. You got the. Uh, you got a clip ready. This story is disturbing. It says here, Joe Ricky. Hundley, 60 years old, of Hayden, Idaho, is no longer an employee of ACG Aerospace. He got fired from his job. And the reason what did he, do, he got fired for the job, yes, on an what? airplane. No. Uh, calm down, Jackal, please. Joe Hudley is the man who called the baby on the plane and sla- uh, called him a quote-unquote nigger baby. I think his quote was, shut that nigger baby up, and then slapped him on a Delta flight to Atlanta, Georgia. The baby's mother, Jessica Bennett, and her husband are white, while Jonah, whom they adopted, is black. Okay, on top of, on top of losing his job, he faces federal criminal charges of simple assault, which he plans to plead out and plead uh, guilty to. Now, we're going to roll this clip so people can get a better idea of what we're talking about if they're not hip. But, man... Are you crazy? Is that your... I wouldn't care if I was on a plane, in a restaurant, in a park... Are you crazy? Crazy? The least of this man's worries. Never mind the racial... The, the, the racial uh, bigoted comments, whatever he made. Never mind that. But if he had hit my kid... You're a madman. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're calling me crazy. You're getting fired from his job because I might have had to kill the man on the airplane. But we got a clip of this, and I want to... I would have thrown his a, ass off the airplane myself. This is a local... Point. I think this is a, a clip, a local story clip. Let's go ahead and run that. Oh, this is local well, to your area? Really? This is a no, a, a no, no. The clip is from their local news. I'm trying to say. Oh, so go ahead gotcha. and roll that Idaho, so people man, can get a better the... idea of exactly what we're talking about here. This is a crazy fucking story. Sixty year old man. He's one of Ric Flair's partners. He can't get it. Wow. He can't get it together and onto his sixty. Come on, don't, 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 down here. don't throw Ric Flair under the bus like that. That's not cool, bro. It'd be, boy, it, it would be cool if you would roll the clip. 
Thank you, sir. It's a nature boy. An Idaho man out of a job this morning after being accused of slapping a crying toddler and using a racial slur while aboard a Delta flight. Joe Ricky Hundley was charged with assaulting a minor after the February 8th flight. And on Sunday, the Idaho Aerospace and Defense Company, where Ricky works, said he was no longer employed. Here's CNN's Renee Marsh. Jonah Bennett is 19 months old and a curious, ordinary toddler. But what allegedly happened on a February 8th flight from Minneapolis was far from ordinary. Jessica Bennett says she and her adopted son were on Delta Flight 721 to Atlanta in seat 28B. And next to them in seat 28A was this man, Joe Ricky Hundley of Hayden, Idaho. He was just being rude and belligerent and I just felt very uncomfortable. She says she even left her seat and stood in the back of the plane holding Jonah for much of the flight. But she had to sit back down for a landing in Atlanta. Because of the altitude change, Jonah was uncomfortable and crying. Then it got ugly. I was having trouble comforting him, and that's when the guy had made his comment to me. Court documents say Hundley allegedly told Jessica to, quote, shut that N-word baby up. I could not believe that he would say something like that and to a baby or about a baby. Then Hundley allegedly slapped Jonah, hitting him in the eye. And then to hit him was just, I, I felt like I was in another world. I was shaking. According to the criminal complaint, fellow passengers came to her aid. CNN reached out to Hundley, who has been charged with assaulting a minor. He declined to comment and asked us to talk to his attorney. Hundley's attorney urged the public not to rush to judgment and referred us to comments she made to the Minneapolis Star Tribune, where she said her client will plead not guilty and hopefully this situation can be resolved. Delta says it's cooperating with investigators and that the plane landed safely. Hudley's employer has now weighed in. They said through a statement, reports of Hudley's behavior while on personal travel was, quote, offensive and disturbing. He worked at AGC Aerospace and Defense. The fired. Supplies technology That's right. Service. He has been fired from his job. Fired. He should be arrested. Federal, federal, federal charges are pending. He's going to try to plead it out. You can't, you can't really do anything on an airplane today and get away with it, let alone slap a baby. This motherfucker would have been dead if it would have been me, but I'm, I'm glad it wasn't me because I, I don't think I could have exhibited the sort of self-control that these people did. Applaud them for showing some self-control and not snapping like a savage animal. Applaud them. You know, out of sight, I got that. Many times okay. I've made the comment myself that, you know, I've gotten so angry I wanted to slap a baby. But I've never thought I'd really hear somebody actually slap a baby. That's just I, that's I know. You, you said you've told silly jokes joking. This isn't a right. joke. This is something this is like actually fucked happened. up. And what, wow. really, what really makes it fucked up is not only did he slap a baby on a plane, but he made it a racial issue. Right. It's by 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 screaming and I quote, "Shut that nigger baby up!" How disrespectful! That man is going to burn in hell. Applaud him. Wow. Applaud Satan for the shit he's going to do for him. Yeah. Oh, All right, Satan. Have fun with it. Oh yeah. Have fun, have fun with him. 
have fun with him. Thank you, Lucifer. Have fun with this one. All right, he's gonna be good. You're gonna have fun with him. Uh, on a sad note, Woo. I think uh, on a sad note, I, I was reading where um, I think it's country singer Mindy McCready committed suicide. And uh, I remembered her being on Ooh. some sort of reality show not too long ago. If you have no knowledge of who I'm talking about or the or the, uh, the, the, the topic at hand, feel free to say nothing, Jackal. That's fine with me. Uh, Minnie McCready, I believe she was on some sort of uh, reality show or something like that um, not too many years ago. But she was active from 1995 on. She recorded a total of five studio albums. Her debut album was 1996's 10,000 Angels. And uh, that was double platinum. And so she's basically a big star. Mm. I think she might have been on some sort of celebrity fit club show. Anyway, R.I.P. Uh, Mindy McCready. Sad. Yeah, you know, actually, I did hear about this. Uh, Roger Clemens was uh, questioned about this because apparently he was friends with her. Yeah, and I saw an interview they they did with Roger Clemens about it, and uh, did he have an affair with her or something like that? It was something crazy. Like uh, I don't I don't know all the TMZ uh, the the TMZ bullshit about it. I just wanted to say R.I.P. <clears throat> Mindy McCready because I enjoyed some of her music once upon a time, and uh, she died of apparent suicide in Arkansas uh, this past Sunday. She was thirty seven years old. Much respect. There you go. Now. Oh, it's been a long week, Jackal. A real long week. And uh I've been getting really? it's only it's only Tuesday. It's gonna get a lot longer, dude. Oh, this past this past week Oh the week before. Gotcha. Oh since we've been on the air last. It's been a gotcha, yes. it's been yeah, a long yes. week. I've been working my ass off. But check this out, I got another story. Oh boy. And I thought you'd find this fucking interesting because you're number one fanboy. Uh videographer thinks Suge Knight lied. Imagine that Suge Knight lying. Oh, Suge Knight lied about being shot with Tupac. It says it says here <laughs> this guy's name is Gobi M. Rahimi. That's a good name. And he is Tupac's he was, excuse me, he was Tupac's trusted photographer for many years. He's preparing to release a new documentary filled with unseen footage of his last week alive. So he's been sitting on this footage for a long, long time. He's probably been in hiding. He's just coming out now because Suge hmm. got beat up. And, you know, Suge's been he, knocked yeah, out. Yeah, he, he ain't tough anymore, yeah. He, he feels ain't tough safe. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, he feels safe. Um, it says uh, that he witnessed... Well, he's saying that Suge is, being li- li- is lying about his head being grazed with a bullet when he was in the car with a Tupac that night. Now, I always said, who the hell, you know, sets up a hit? Because everybody thinks, you know, Suge Knight got Tupac killed. Who sets up a hit when they're sitting next to the person who gets shot? It doesn't make sense. But but this guy says that he witnessed a nurse at the uh, University Medical Center in Las Vegas inform Suge Knight's mother that her son is fine adding that he was just cut and would only need a few stitches. And then he responds, and he he also said, a a little quick ultrasound would show whether he's got a bullet in his head or not. Um, I just... Suge claims that the bullet's still there, by the way. Right, and and he's just saying, I just remember what I heard. So, unless they went in afterwards and found a bullet, I'm just repeating what I heard them say at the hospital that was his response 
I really could give a rat's ass about that story. I brought that up just for you because you are the number one Tupac fan of all time. Applaud yourself, Jackal. All right. I like that applause. Applaud Tupac. Now, an international, a little international news we're going to hit on right now. It's kind of crazy because, you know, I don't hear shit like this every day. Um, it says about uh, 1,100 people have been injured as a meteorite has hit Russia. Yeah, with, that's crazy shit. Well, basically with the force of an atomic bomb. Let's go ahead and roll this clip to set up the story to get people up to speed that uh, might not know what the hell we're talking about. How about that, Jackal? Go ahead and roll that I think. I think everybody knows about this, but yeah, let's play this clip here we go. We start with Not some breaking knows. news this hour. People in the Urals in Russia have seen burning objects raining down from the sky after a meteorite exploded above the earth, causing a meteor shower. Eyewitnesses reported several blasts rocking the region and as long trails of smoke in the air. And Artis Lucy Gafanov has more now. So, Lucy, what's going on there? Hi there, Yulia. Well, remember, uh, imagine you're driving to work on a beautiful, calm Friday morning and suddenly a massive fireball appears out of nowhere in the sky. You're thinking to yourself, is this a plane crash? Is this a rocket attack? A UFO? Well, when it comes to the Urals region in Chelyabinsk, the city in Russia, it's actually a meteor shower. This is what took place this morning. Really stunning images that you're seeing there right now. Now, what we know from officials, according to officials and eyewitnesses, is that a series of explosions possibly five to six, took place when this meteor exploded in the air, raining down molten hot debris onto the ground. Now, this has caused widespread panic in at least three cities. Witnesses reported the walls of houses shaking, windows being blown out, uh, cell phones even reportedly stopped working in some areas. Now, we're still getting the details. Uh, details are still slowly coming in from officials. But what we know so far is that there are no casualties, no massive injuries, at least that's what we're hearing at at the moment, there has been some concern uh, about potential small injuries at a school, unconfirmed. So some schools are reportedly being evacuated. We're also hearing that a zinc factory was hit by a piece of the meteor, but no leaks reported so far. Um, officials did do preliminary testing of radiation levels in the area. They say that that is okay. But of course, tests are going to continue throughout the day. The biggest issue right now is the falling debris and the smoke that the black smoke that people are reported, uh, reporting that is hanging in the air. So very, very shocking developments, probably not the kind of surprise you want to see on your way to work on Friday morning. Uh, one interesting uh, fact of note is that the world is closely watching another meteor that's supposed to graze past the Earth later on this evening. That's the size of an Olympic-sized swimming pool. This is an unrelated incident. And of course, as it develops, we will continue to bring you more information. Again, no casualties reported so far. Radiation levels are okay at the okay. moment, but of course, we we'll have to keep on the meteorite shower that happened now do i have my dates confused here this happened this past thursday correct it happened correct. on uh, Va valentine's day okay like yeah okay this is crazy shit man scary scary i don't walk around life i don't live life uh in fear all the time and i don't really think about shit like this happening but um Apparently, it's starting to happen, and it puts a little bit more of a human spin on it, you know, 
uh, when it when it happens in a in a in a country like Russia, now that would pretty much freak me the fuck out, bro. If I'm leaving the house to hop in my truck to go pick up my son, and there's a meteor shower. I mean, yeah, crazy. What do you know about this? I know you're one of these spacey guys. You do. You do the uh, coast-to-coast AM from the hood style show on Sunday nights here on PSN that you call Inside the Jackal's Head. Which, by the way... Look, unlike a a lot of topics where I'm reading them and I'm almost cringing, I don't think Jackal should have anything to say on this. He'll probably say something really crazy. This is actually a topic that I want you to address. Because I'm, I'm thinking you might know a little bit more about meteorites, the chance that they could hit the continental U.S. and all this other shit than me. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb to say that says you might have that information. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm actually uh, in the process of cutting a promo for my show uh, where I, I actually use you saying that I do a coast to coast in the hood. Because uh, kind of, it's, it's that's what your show is. It's I funny. Mean, you know, it, no, it, that's it, what it, it works. Though it, it it's works. Like, it's like the hood version of I'm Coast the hood art bell. And, that's, I, I get that. Right. It's cool, man. You're the hood art bell. Good times. Applaud yourself, Jackal. Now, what West do you of the Rockies. What do you think about this? Um, this, oh, this whole thing. Um, you done any research on it? Feel free to yeah, you, know. If, if, you know, the, the Russian meteorite actually was a thousand times bigger than originally thought, okay. uh, which that in itself is pretty astounding. The thing you know, was a lot larger than, than anybody predicted. Now, here's the thing. They did predict for about two years that this thing was going to come really close to Earth. Uh, yeah. They didn't expect it to come as close as it did. This thing came about 17,000 miles away from uh, being a direct impact. Now, what actually happened in Russia was the meteor hit the atmosphere, and at the, at a, as it hit the atmosphere, it started to break apart. Okay. Just, what actually ended up landing was meteorites, uh, like little pieces of the meteorites. And of course, at any impact, anything that comes from space at that speed, even a, a tiny, you know, object, is going to cause a, a major disaster. So that's kind of like what would happen here. They actually we're very lucky that it hit the atmosphere how it did and it broke up how it did. If not, it would have been a lot worse uh, than it happened. But 1,100 people got injured. Uh, some lost their lives, unfortunately, and uh, you know this kind of tells you how you know how frail things are on this planet, where really we're not really safe from anything like this coming from outer space. No, we really aren't. It's beyond us. Yeah, Basically, when shit starts, when big, huge chunks of radioactive rocks start falling out the sky, it's right. pretty much a wrap. Anyway, thank you for your commentary, Jackal. It's much appreciated. And by the way, everybody, I want to thank you for tuning in this evening to Turned Up Tuesday Out of Sight Radio. PSN-radio.com. Now, here's a story that I, I saw that caught my eye because I actually um, like this guy. I think he's real entertaining. But um, it says here, police probing uh, Alex Baldwin. I guess he... he uh, uh, he's a scumbag. He has... He, he has... Uh, he was caught in a situation with a a reporter, and I guess some ra- uh, racial epithets were thrown, and they're investigating it as a hate crime by way of the hate crime laws 
in New York. Okay, let me read part of this article because I don't Whoa. think we have a we don't have. Do a we clip have a clip for that one? Because I don't think I have a. No, clip we don't. You don't. You don't okay. have a clip for this. So I'm gonna go ahead and read a little of this article here. It said the uh, New York Police Department's Hate Crimes Task Force yesterday launched an investigation into Alec Baldwin's tirade at a Post photographer. Detective brought the lensman and the. Uh, He's a post reporter, and they sat down at the station house where they interviewed him at length about about the racially charged run in with Baldwin outside the actor's East Village apartment building Sunday. Photographer G.N. Miller, a retired NYPD detective. See, this is where he got into some shit. This guy's the next cop. He's not just a, a photographer. The cops weren't paying him enough. He, tired, he got tired of getting shot at. He picked up a camera and said, you know, this is the sort of shooting I want to do. I'm going to take pictures. Smart man. He told cops that Baldwin called him a coon. He went Whoa. old school racist. Whoa, we went he full retard. Him, <laughs> he called him a coon, a crackhead, and a drug dealer. Baldwin made another, allegedly... He made another uh, other offensive comments, including telling the uh, reporter uh, Tara Palerni, hmm, Hello? I want you, I, I, he said, and I quote, I want to choke you to death. I've said I that want before. to choke you to death. You've probably said times. that. Yeah. And he also told Miller to uh, recently too to, to blow saying. him, to, to blow him, but not even said that too. That was even more uh, hardcore. Nothing's shocking so far. I mean, blow me, you know, I want to choke you to death. I say, I say this on a daily basis, honestly. No, I, this isn't, uh, look, look, bro, this isn't fucking Howard Stern. I'm just bringing information Neither here. Neither am I. I shock people. But what I'm trying to say is these, it's like if you could actually be charged with a hate crime these days for saying racial epithets to somebody. Like you could, he could have yelled at him. And screamed at the top of his lungs, but as soon as you start throwing around the 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 coon and and the this and the that, all of a sudden it's a hate crime. He could be in some serious fucking trouble. This is so in, in other words, moral of the story is here that if you want to like you know lash out at somebody, do so without you know using any make racial up, make up the new words because because yeah. shit's getting so po- politically correct now. And I mean, I'm not against the, the hate crime. Um, laws by any means they're 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 put in place to protect people they're right. put in place to protect minority uh class people you know that don't have the, the big groups you know the, the big special interest groups backing them the big you know these laws have their purpose but it's just odd how there's always just this double-edged sword and has this happened before with uh, Baldwin in the past, uh, I keep thinking of the the other guy, the Australian. Well, there's, there's, like, there's like, there's I'm like, there's like ten Baldwin brothers. Yeah, but no, specifically, you know what we're talking about. We're talking about the more successful of the Baldwin brothers. I wouldn't be talking about a less Alec successful Baldwin actor. is the most successful. I wouldn't be talking about a less successful actor or someone who wasn't in the public eye as much as he is. They wouldn't warrant to be a topic of this show. Has he been caught up in this racial slur uh, shit before? I know he 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 went off on his daughter, and I think threatened his daughter like two years ago because you know they they he had split custody with his ex wife, and I guess the daughter 
uh, was like uh, playing games with him on the phone, you know, and he just like flipped out. Was, well, you know what? I, I don't know about Alec, but you know his brother Stephen Baldwin a couple, uh, a few months ago, maybe about a year and a year and a half ago, maybe like, maybe even two years ago, got into a little bit of uh, hot water because he, he started referring to uh, President Obama in certain uh, street language. They call him homie okay. and uh, saying he was pimping in the, in the White House. And well, here, it's just kind of awkward because we were saying this how, like in, in some this, like CNN stuff. You know, this is just, how we're going to handle this. Never mind his Luzoid brothers. The reason I'm talking about Alec Baldwin is because I'm actually a fan of his work. His other brothers have done nothing. Why? I don't want to talk because oh, I, I think he was great on Saturday Night Live. I think he was great on Third Rock. I think there's many movies during the 90s that he was in. I'm not a super movie nerd, so I can't remember all the titles, but he was in some good movies and he's a decent actor. Yeah, and I, I just right. never I never heard a... Hey, Stephen Baldwin was in Biodome uh, with Polly Shore. Okay, that's all I got to say. Yeah, right. That proves my point. Biodome with Polly Shore for his brother. Applaud him. Yeah. Uh, right. I, I just think, I've never, I can't think of any instance where I've heard of, of this sort of behavior from him. Now, if this was Mel Gibson, who we've heard go on like huge racist rants, uh, I think rec even recorded, I, I believe, like on tape, like there's evidence of the shit. If this was him, it wouldn't be a surprise. I've never heard this about, about uh, Baldwin. It's, it's interesting. And it's even more interesting that you can get charged with a hate crime for making racial slurs to people. In, in his defense, though, Mel Gibson seems to hate everybody. It's, it's not just a black thing or a Jewish thing. Like, he just hates everybody. He does, he's well, just a very unhappy person. My, my analysis of uh, Mel Gibson, I'm not... That shit crazy. It, he's, exactly. We finally have a fucking agreement between me and the jackal he's bat shit crazy now yeah. if 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 there's anybody out there that doesn't know the difference between standard regular everyday run-of-the-mill uh milk toast normal crazy and bat shit crazy stay tuned in to turned up tuesday on psn-radio.com all right jackal I want to go ahead and take another break real quick and come back. I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. We're not done, not by a long shot. We got a good uh, 50 minutes to go here in the program. Lots to talk about tonight. Thank everybody for tuning in. This is Out of Sight. We'll be back with more Turned Up Tuesday right after this. Right on, Jackie. Right on. What the hell you think you're doing, boy? Get that nigger out of here! Where life has little value compared to death. Another day. Another death. Another dollar. Go through snow, rain, mountain, or ice. Nothing will block you. This path is vengeance. There's no repenting. He came to deliver out the death sentence. On enemies, blood stains. On the cotton field, by the cotton mill. Cold 
still hit the body hot. They rotten hell. 36 lashes on his back. Left gases. Every track of the whip. He got mental flashes. They hit the It's Gina Martell with my fabulous co-host, Dr. Dennis Netter. Are you a sexual predator? Could you be? Find out how easy it is to be labeled one. Join us August 2nd for Love and Sex on SoFloRadio.com. Love and Sex. Better love, better sex, and better life. All aboard. This is the Roast Express to Goddess Harbor. Warlock, y'all. Winnington. Tiger Valley, and dude can't handle it, unplug this bastard junction. Um, Charlie, does this train stop in normal The George Rodriguez Show. Who? I said the George Rodriguez Show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes. That George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban fellow. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. Old Milwaukee just doesn't get any better than this. I mean, sure, the, the moment my first child was born, that was, that was pretty special. And I'll never forget the time I saw the Grand Canyon for the first time. No, you know what? I take that back. It just doesn't get any better than this. Those things are meaningless to me. Go ahead. Pop one open. You'll see what I mean. It just doesn't get any better than what's in the contents of this. By the glass. By the glass is a show about beverage culture. Brad Hubbard. What I'm going to do is I'm going to connect the dots on how everything works together. It's really all about how we enjoy things, how we enjoy life, and how beverages play a big part in that. I'm going to bring in people that are going to display their aspect of the culture. I'm going to bring in people that are going to show you different products. We're going to look at places where people go to consume these beverages and how they all interact. Things are built around the actual beverage itself. By the glass. Thursdays from 6 to 7. Only on SoFloRadio.com. Discount Comic Book Service, where you can save 40 to 75% off on new comics, collected editions, graphic novels, action figures, statues, and other one of a kind items from DC, Marvel, Image, Dark Horse, Boom Studios, Top Cow, Dynamite, and many, many more. Go to www.dcbservice.com for easy ordering and fast delivery. Or you can visit our brick and mortar location at 10202 C Coldwater Road in Fort Wayne, Indiana. DCBS, welcome home. 
Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Hi, everybody. This is Boca Brian once again to tell you about my latest CD of religious comedy bits, Word of Boca. All my smash hits made famous throughout the world. For the, well, not exactly the world. Let's see. Parts of Okeechobee down to, no, I'd say, a calendar. Well, like I was saying, the most requested religious comedy bits ever to be heard all over your radio for too short a time. You'll get such hits as... You'll get Father O'Toole. Amen. And this all-time Boca classic. They were speaking in tongues. That made me a believer. Yes, it's Word of Boca. About 30 all-time certified aluminum religious hits by Boca Brian, who sits on the middle finger of God while singing about men of the moist cloth. That's Word of Boca. Available now at all Peaches, Records, and, uh, I mean, uh, order yours today by clicking on the album cover on SoulGlowRadio.com. I don't understand. Can somebody tell me what's going on? Why is there a drunk Chinese man doing push-ups on my front lawn? And why is he wearing lipstick? I'm watching this show about a uh, teenage suicide the other day. Teen suicide. I'm sitting there going, you know. I'm not really scared of teen suicide. I'm not really watching my friends for any symptoms because there's no black kids killing themselves. So white kids from the suburbs with cars and allowances. Allowance, I was allowed to go outside. You think about it, it should be the other way around because there's a lot of black kids. A lot of black kids come home every day. It's like, oh, God, we live in the projects. We're on welfare. I have no father. My mother's five years older than me. <laughs> Some white kid misses an episode of St. Elsewhere. You gotta bolt the windows and lock the medicine chest. <laughs> I'm sure white kids have problems too. I know they come home and like, oh God, my lips are chapped. My car's a Nova. Wham's breaking up. So smooth a suicide can be a pleasant trip And And like an ice cream castle burning in the sun 
I blink to freeze, but the melting has begun. We smile because the lips are having fun. Hello world, hello world. Welcome back to Out of Sight Radio, Turned Up Tuesday, PSN-Radio.com. Yes, we are back. Thank you for SoFloRadio.com. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for joining us uh, this week and uh, tuning in and staying tuned in. We've got some more shit to talk about. Yeah. Uh, it's no surprise here. Uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. signs record-breaking boxing deal with Showtime slash CBS. Pays to be undefeated for a long, long time. One thing I will say about Floyd, he talks a lot of shit. Flashes a lot of cash. And all that shit, which I think is kind of fugazi and corny. Like, fuck your money, you know. But the man is undefeated and he, he has a hell of a lot of belts. I said uh yeah, Mayweather averages one million pay-per-view purchases per fight. That's one million separate pay-per-view purchases per fight. And uh these these pay-per-views on average cost how much? 50 bucks, 60 bucks sometimes? 50, 60, something like that. Yeah, maybe sometimes even more than that. Okay, sometimes even more. Let's say high-end, 70 bucks a pay-per-view. So right. uh, so on the high-end, he's he's bringing in 70 million. <laughs> 70 million pay-per-view uh, dollars in pay-per-view. Per, 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 per right? Per fight. Yeah. Yes, per fight. And was listed as the highest paid athlete for 2012, according to Forbes. He's been boxing on HBO pay-per-view for many years, but the deal has come to an end. It's over with HBO. He's moving on. Business over bullshit, as I say. And now Mayweather will be taking his boxing talents to Showtime Networks, Inc. and the CBS Corporation. This new list of Showtime, PPC, and CBS promoting... Floyd's boxing events on the CBS Network's television shows and numerous media outlets. So it sounds to me like he's about to get it more popping. Oh, yeah. You know, here's, the, here's the thing. You know, you were saying how you, you don't care for his antics and stuff before. Uh, his antics, the, you know, the, the way he is in public, the way he, his persona carry, is carried yeah. in the media, that's what makes him such a lucrative yeah. person. That's why people want to see him. Yeah, he's a he's a media whore for that. He's a smart dude. He's, he's a media the, whore he, for that reason. He's the modern day uh, Hector Macho Camacho, and then right. Hector Camacho was the first. Now, now Ali, as most people know, was the first shit talker. Right. He was the first guy that made it uh, so that it wasn't looked. It was looked down upon, but eventually it became cool. To talk right. that sort of shit, like before Ali, it was looked at as being um, unsportsmanlike, right? To insult people personally and do things that matter, like Ali did over and over again. You know, most uh, uh, fighters were kind of like uh, you hear basketball players and football players today. They're real because because the football players and basketball players are under contract that they have to behave a certain way. So everyone has the uh, same interview. Like no matter what happens during the game, they always say the same thing. Oh, it was a really good game. It was competitive. Next time we're going to try harder. Da, da, da. Right, right? They don't right. say anything. They have no personality, basically. And they're paid good money 
to have no personality because the NBA and the NFL, they got enough problems. Uh, they don't want no bullshit. But not the case with uh, boxing and uh, Floyd Mayweather. But Hector Macho Camacho, a man that was sadly murdered in, uh, in his native uh, Puerto Rico a couple of months back, was the first boxer in the early 80s, late 70s, early 80s, that was really flashy with it. Had right, the- he was like flamboyantly oh, out there. You know? was like, yeah. And so anyway, I'm a man right. of an age. I just want to send shots out to uh, give props to Hector Camacho because he definitely paved a trail. And yes, he is as successful as he is because he is an entertainer first. Right. With Floyd Mayweather uh, learned early in the game. He is an entertainer first. He knows he's talking, mate. And, you know, and a lot of them do that. It's it's not like it's foreign to, you know, boxing. I mean, Mike Tyson for years uh, did his part acting just crazy in the media. Good, but he just wasn't as good of a talker. Well, yeah, that 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 was one of his main yeah. issues. And the yeah, persona that, that he was trying to portray was like this crazy, kooky Mike Tyson. He was, he was always portraying like he's a lunatic. Yeah, and the, if you, it, it was all it was really all an act. It really was most of it, most of it. I, I think he. I, I think Tyson is just a little bit off, man. I disagree. I don't think. No, he, he's a little. He, see, here's the thing. Tyson's off. a little bit off, but I don't think he was like crazy mean the way he acted. I think that part of it was an act. He's you know, really because he, sweetheart, right? Right, exactly. He's like a sweetheart type of slow type of guy, but he's he's not really like you know wanting to eat people's babies and shit. You know that that was an act. That was him just you know doing something crazy to get people to, to talk about him. You know he was playing. He was he was doing like the WWE uh, shoot videos. That's what really what he was doing, basically okay. acting like a WWE wrestler. Right. Anyway, well, thank you everybody for tuning in to Out of Sight Radio once again. We're back. Um, we got a clip I want to play, but first I want to ask. Mike Tyson's a sweetheart. <laughs> how well, pretty much, how well do you know your neighbors? How well do you uh, know your neighbors, Jackal? Well, well uh, one's a crackhead, one's pretty cool, the other one's a whore. Uh, they're pretty good people. I like them. Okay, good times. Well, right here, I got a story. So the man has been arrested basically for trading bombs for, uh, for coke. That's right. A man oh, arrested times. trading trading bombs for coke, and I guess he was making bombs in his in his garage. Go ahead. Let's Where else do you make them? The exactly. Go ahead and run the clip, and then we'll get a little into this story. It just concerns me a little bit. Just a little something. Get intriguing. Get, for ready. Sure. <laughs> get people get people up to speed on this story, and then we'll get Fence. back at it. 7 News always investigating, digging for new details on the man accused of having a stockpile of explosives, chemicals, and guns. ATF and bomb squad technicians keeping the home cordoned off all day. Now, that home is in Jefferson County. It's near Sims and Quincy, and it's in the middle of this subdivision. You can see the house right here. And 7 News confirming that suspect, Richard Sandberg, is this man seen on Google View without a shirt and appearing as if he's talking on the phone. 7 News reporter Mark Stewart is live with more on what investigators say was going on inside this home. And, Anne, a lot has changed since we talked to you at 5. For one thing, the ATF is gone. There are some lights on. People have been coming and going, but it's not clear exactly who is inside. But the feds say this house was the backdrop for a swap of high-powered explosives for drugs. This picture of Richard Sandberg on his driveway is a small snapshot of his life. Neighbors say he'd spend a lot of time outside working on construction projects. 
projects that may have led to this raid by the ATF. When you hear the, the grinding and you see the welding sparks. According to this complaint obtained by 7 News, Sandberg was in the business of making homemade explosives. Creations he described as, quote, life or death. The feds say his goal wasn't to sell them for cash, but rather for cocaine. I don't know him personally. Yet his presence was known. This neighbor telling us he'd speed up on his motorcycle up and down the street. You've yelled at him before? Yeah, yeah. I I have no qualms about uh, standing up for this community. Sandberg told federal agents he was an ex-Marine frustrated with the government. He told one undercover agent if the authorities raided his house, quote, it would be a bad day for them and lots of them would die. The complaint also states he built special walls to fortify his windows and barricade himself if the police arrived. It's very scary. I have two children right here and he's right behind us. Tonight I called several people close to Richard Sandberg in both California and here in Colorado. No one wanted to talk. Live in Morrison tonight, Mark Stewart, 7 News. Hello world. Okay. How well do you know your neighbors? Not that well, I guess, yeah. Right. It, it just makes me think, you know, it just uh, makes me think sometimes, you know, when you, you start hearing noises and shit in the neighborhood, you know, you start hearing noises and you're like, yeah, maybe they're just cleaning up their yard or maybe they're just doing some remodeling and, and shit, you know, and you start to think because when shit blows up, it's like these meth labs, right? When you're building bombs and shit and you're dealing with the explosive equipment, the, the shit that scares me is the same thing that scares me about meth labs. The, the explosion factor, like the story we had earlier about the brothers who won the lottery, won 75K in a lottery, and then the house just explodes, you know, all kind of just yeah that, those idiots are probably they were trying to make meth that's what it was and they, they blew right. their fucking house idiots right now imagine some guy making bombs like on the block you live in you know idiots. there's two houses down the guy you see him water in his lawn um just appears to be kind of he might be a little off not might be not someone that you have regular conversation with but uh He'd be building bombs and doing all kind of crazy shit. Like I try not to be paranoid of people, you know. Uh, it, it almost makes that Patriot Act look pretty good, huh? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. But here's the thing: a lot of people, a lot of these whacked out people, are getting paranoid because of doing, yeah, things, crazy shit. Because of things like the Patriot Act. Yeah. Like, they know, like, th- their brain processes things d- a little different because they are a bit loony. They, they, they do know the truth about how unconstitutional a lot of this stuff is and the, the warrantless wiretaps and this and that. But it's the, that's the reality of things. But it's the crazy side of the brain that says, well, therefore, I should build bombs. And apparently this guy... Um, was uh, snorting coke or, or something if he's trading it for cocaine maybe he was selling it but he was probably snorting a lot of coke and doing a whole lot of drugs which probably made him more paranoid right 
probably made him more paranoid. And it just, it, it's almost like sometimes you wish you could just live in this uh, fortress with a big glass or, or, you know, shield around it. You know what I mean? Well, this is why I say on the promo for my show, and I stress it, that there's a major issue in this country. Mental illness is yeah. a crazy, crazy you, thing that's running rampant on this country. You look at you, you looked at you look at the neighborhood that he lives in. It's like, to, well, for me, that neighborhood uh, it was in Denver, Colorado, right? That looks like a couple of neighborhood I've I've lived in. You know, like that could have been my fucking neighbor. I'd never. Yeah. Though. That could be anybody's neighbor. Could, but I mean, could be my neighbor next door. Maybe you know what's, you know what's crazy? Picture, here's, here's the crazy maybe thing. Maybe it was the picture. It was the picture of the neighborhood he lived in that, that really got to me. Like, wow, that looks like places I've lived. Well, One, here, here, here's where I can kind of relate to this. There too. Go, go ahead. Here's, here's where I can kind of relate to this. When I was younger, we lived in a, in a house down in uh, Miami, Florida, and the neighbor next door to us was a rapist. He actually had raped like three or four women in the neighborhood. And uh, he had, he was living right next door. Would come over to the house, was uh, friendly with my father. You know, my father used to have uh, an old ass nineteen seventy car. You know, I don't remember the exact you know model, but it was an old ass nineteen seventy car. It was like a like a almost like a uh, what do you call it a um, a hot rod car that he you know he had, and he was just like you know playful with, it, try to fix it up and stuff. And this guy would come over and he would help my dad fix the car up and whatnot. And he seemed like a really cool dude, but it turned out he was a rapist the whole time. And and they ended up busting him. They put him in prison. And he spent like. I don't know how many years in jail for raping a bunch of girls in the neighborhood. So, I mean, you really never know who your next door neighbor right. is. You just you have really no don't. idea. Yeah. You really don't. Again, that Patriot Act, looking pretty damn good. <laughs> sometimes. Uh, <laughs> sometimes. But actually, I, I mean, again, I think a lot, of, a lot of this stuff is what makes people that are already paranoid more paranoid. Because a lot of these people have been on these psychopathic fucking drugs for a long time. I mean, they've been putting shit in the food for a long time. You know what I mean? It, oh, yeah. it, this isn't a this isn't a, a a new thing that's developing. It's just it's it to me. It's just it's very telling on how these things are dealt with. Mm-hmm. Go go back to the to the story of New York City. You know, they're they're definitely about to do some unconstitutional shit. But the fact of the matter is. They're gonna do it, right. pretty much. I don't. I don't see the brakes, the the brakes coming on very fast at all. All right, Jackal. It's uh, it's uh, nine thirty my time, over here. Twelve thirty your time. We got a little bit to go here in the show. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and ask you: Are there, is there anything this week that you're privy to that we should have talked about that we have not talked about? just yet by the way if anybody wants to call in and contribute topic wise to the show Mm. the call in number is 786-245-8127 that's 786-245-8127 right you could you could call in if you have anything to contribute if not you could just be a listener and i love you just the same uh, Jackal, anything we should have touched on this week that we did not touch on thus you know, something far? We didn't, yeah, we haven't touched on this and, and shame on us because I can't believe it skipped by both our hands or both our eyes. Uh, but the Lay's Potato Chip Company did something amazing recently. Oh, boy. How, uh, how amazing could it be, Jackal? The Lay's they have the- released a line of potato chips flavored chicken and waffles. 
Chicken and waffles like Roscoe's in L.A.? Yes. Roscoe's chicken and waffles, Lay's potato chips, plus included, also released, cheesy garlic bread Lay's potato chips. Simply amazing. But yes, the so chicken and you, waffles, you have so to you've have eaten. some chicken and waffles. It's incredible. You've eaten these. Okay, well, this yeah. is this is uh, Jackal Snack Suggestions for all the... <laughs> All the snackers out there, all the all the people that are high off the ganja, as my co-host the Jackal is often, every day, right? Very, very much so, right. yes, pretty much, very on, much on a daily basis. Yes, now, it's check, check this out. If you love the deliciousness that is chicken, and, and who the hell doesn't, and you like waffles, I definitely recommend this. Go to the store and buy it. It's delicious. Okay. Awesome. Well, there you go. Where you go? Anything else? Anything else that you want to... <laughs> You want to politic this week? Ch- chicken and waffle lays. This is this is a, a a hood segment for real right here. Chicken and waffle lays. Uh, go ahead and check them out. What else, Jacko? What, what else? You well, got? here there is actually something that I, it's on a serious note that I did want to bring up, and we hadn't uh, really talked about it. I don't know. Are you a fan of Brandon Fraser at all? Brandon Fraser. Refresh my memory. Who is this man you speak of, Jacko? The actor from the movie The Mummy, The Mummy Returns, The Mummy. Okay, Returns. I remember that guy. Yeah, the Mummy yeah. guy. Uh, am know, I a big fan? actor? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call myself a fan. I know who he is. Do I? Well, big, you know, he's a big actor. He's been in a lot of big films. He's yeah. in a lot of blockbuster films. Uh, I really it, wasn't it, in. You know, I really wasn't into those movies. I wasn't into those movies like that. But but go ahead. Anyway, fine. This is an actor who at one point was making fifteen to twenty million dollars a picture. Now it turns out that Brendan Fraser recently had yeah big money. It just came out in the media that he cannot afford to pay child support, and he is flat broke. Uh, and this is what is astonishing about this story. You know how much his child support was? Um, I'm not even going to guess. I have no experiences with uh, child support. I, I have Lucky no you. clue. Well, he went to court because he's trying to get reduced his annual child support, which is up to $900,000 of oh. child support payments. Annually. Wow, yeah, annually. To his ex-wife, Afton Smith, who insisted uh, he can no longer afford it, saying that New York uh, Post reported that the 44-year-old actor explained that he no longer earns enough to justify that amount. But his ex-wife isn't buying it, and she's saying that he's uh, lined up a bunch of movies, and uh, reportedly they're gonna, he's going to be making somewhere between 9 to $10 million yeah. per picture. No. So he is going to be making some money. Now, the uh, George of the Jungle star hasn't had a hit film in many years. I don't know. Many years. Many it's years. Been a while. Yeah. This happens. See, this happens to people, not just actors. It happens to, to people different times. You know, you, you go from at one point of, of making a certain dollar amount. You might make that for a couple of years. But what was he? You know, 10 million, 15 million dollars to pitch right. 20 million dollars. 900,000. Like, uh, how much does that kid need to, to be raised? You know, I mean, how much money does he need? Well, it's a really? percent, depending grand? on the depending on the state, depending on the state that it's no in. No state. The no laws child are, needs the laws. $900,000. Well, I, I hear you, but but I'm telling I'm saying the facts here. The the laws differ in different states. There's some laws that are that you would rather get a divorce in <laughs> and there's some, you know, 
some uh, states that you probably don't want to get a divorce in because you're going to be paying out the ass. But this is what happens. People, uh, you know, they have careers. They're making good money. Because Brendan Fraser was around for a while before he blew up with the with the Mummy and and yeah, the other he, movies he yeah, had. He's been he, around for a while. Right. So, you know, you make good money, you start making more, then you hit a dip and things get a little slow. And that's when you have to, if anybody knows him that's listening to this show, show, tell him to go back to court and explain to the judge that I don't make that kind of paper right now. And we're going to have to get back to that big dollar uh, child support when I can get some movies cracking. That's basically what he's got to go to court and tell because I, on a much smaller scale, I've had friends of mine that I don't have experience with child support and all that, but I have a lot of friends that do, and I, I guess you know they go from having a a really good paying job or or, or something to uh, being off work for a while or or, or whatever, getting fired and, and then having to uh, get another job that doesn't pay as much. And then it takes a while for their child support to get adjusted because they have to set a court date. And they, so it happens. It, it happens to a lot of people. It just so happened that this guy's a big earner. Therefore, his child support is off the hook annually. It is nine hundred thousand. No, here's here's the thing, and this is the, this, this is see the, the crazy part: uh, nine hundred thousand per kid, and he has three kids with this woman. Whoa. Okay, he has, and this is not something that's going to end in a couple of years. Oh, it's, he has, it is it is cheaper to keep her. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah, look, Frazier has three young sons, Griffin, who's mm. 10 years old, Holden, who's mm. eight, and Leland, who's six, mm. his former wife of nine years, who mm. we met back in 1993 at a barbecue, mm. by Winona Ryder, so we can blame Winona Ryder for oh. all this shit. Poor guy is going through this shit because of you, Winona Ryder. Now, he is set to take the stand and testify <laughs> at the uh, Stanford Superior Court later this month to actually uh, try to get the uh, you know this reduced. This is crazy. 900 grand per kid? Hey, I, you know. Look, my brother has a couple kids that he still pays child yeah. support. He pays like $800 a month. You know what I mean? That's a lot of money, but... Jesus, $900,000? But he's, but he's not... Your brother is not or was not... An actor in Hollywood no, that, I understand making that, but millions still, and millions of dollars. It's a percentage I, I, of your None of these income. kids need that kind of money. No, but – yeah, but I'm just saying this is the facts. This is what the law is. It's a percentage of your income. So if a certain percentage of your income is $900,000, you know, it is what it is. So be very careful of who you marry. And have kids with? No kid, no and, kid. And I, I got a couple. I got another story here which uh, that happened this week that you haven't touched. Got to be. You got to be careful. Yeah, continue, Jacko, please. Check this out, uh, Tony Sheridan. Does that name ring a bell at all to you? Uh, no bells ringing right now. All right, Tony uh, Sheridan. The one time, me. one time he was the uh, Beatles frontman. He was actually the uh, the fifth Beatle, and uh, the British singer, uh, songwriter, and guitarist who once fronted the Beatles died Saturday. In uh, Germany, he was seventy-two years old. So I want to give a, a quick shout out to him. When did he front the When did he front the Beatles? Well, although he wasn't part of the Beatles for long, Sheridan's involvement with the band was pivotal. He met the group, which then included John Lennon, Paul McCartney, and George Harrison on guitars. 
Stuart Sutcliffe on bass and Pete Best on drums when they arrive in Hamburg uh, to work on a club band in uh, 1960. This was when he joined Sheridan, already an accomplished singer, uh, but took a liking to the Beatles. He was a singer and a solo artist. Uh, when Sutcliffe and uh, Best left the band, McCartney took over as the bass, and Ringo officially yes. became the new drummer of the band in 1962. Yes. Now, in recent years, Sheridan claims uh, that he helped arrange stars a uh, few performances early on, and he was like almost a mentor to the Beatles, and the other Beatles members have really all pretty much agreed that, yeah, that he really was like their mentor early on. Yeah. In the spring of 1961, in German, uh, a German producer named Bert, uh, Kempfert, I believe is his name, offered uh, recording contracts to both Sheridan and the Beatles, with the intention of the Beatles acting as Sheridan's backup band. Now, still, the option was open for the Beatles to record on their own. Now, during a studio session in Hamburg 1961 and 1962, Sheridan and the Beatles recorded nine songs together under the name Tony Sheridan and the Beat Brothers. Sheridan sang seven of them, uh, including songs My Bonnie, The Saints, uh, why Can't You Love Me Again, Nobody's Child, Take Out Some Insurance on Me, Baby, okay. uh, Sweet Georgia Brown, and uh, a couple others. Now, the other uh, two tracks were Beatles performances, uh, which ended up becoming Cry for a Shadow and an instrumental by Lennon and Harrison uh, called Ain't She Sweet, and okay. uh, which later is sung by Lennon as well. Now, All when right. the group first saw their first single, uh, My Bonnie, was released in Germany, check this out, in, in October 1961, Beatles fans uh, uh, in Liverpool took over local radio uh, shops requesting the disc. And uh, this is pretty much when the Beatles separated from uh, Sheridan and went on their solo way without him. But he was the original frontman for the but, Beatles. But it was a different it was a different band, yes. And Pete right. Best was also the drummer before right. Rango Starr. Pete Best had quit the band and uh, right. basically haunted him his whole life. Now, it was pretty much a different band, though. Yeah, there was the brothers. It, it, they were okay. So this man was not a Beatle. Okay, first they were when they first started. Uh, when they first started using the term the Beatles, it was actually the Silver Beatles when they were playing with Pete Best, a um, in the in the no, see, in the, were, in the were, hardcore they were, they were clubs the, in they were Germany. The Beatles. They were already the Beatles. The article says it. They the were already the Beatles at that point. No, they no, were already no, the Beatles no. at that point. But the thing was, when they signed their record deal. They signed a dual record deal, one to be his backup band, and one to uh, sign a solo deal for themselves as the yeah. Beatles. Yeah. So they signed a dual deal, but the original idea was they were going to follow him and yeah. be his backup band throughout the whole but, thing. But the thing is, they caught on fire and it became so popular they on their said, own. They, they were like, they, they said, Tony. fuck him. <laughs> right. No, it's funny because McCartney's, uh, you know, he later in life props. has said, and much props no, he, and said he, he, is he died, calls him the correct? teacher. He, he calls him died, the teacher. Correct? Yeah, he's passed away. Okay, so. rest rest in peace. I, I I get your whole story, and I'm familiar with this story because, as you know, the Beatles are my favorite rock and roll band. That's right. A little out of sight trivia for those who don't know. Favorite rock band, the Beatles. And so Same I know here, a little so something. Sure know a little something about the Beatles here. Oh, that's that's uh that's sad. But the man lived a long life. Yeah. Seventy no seventy years old. Probably spent a lot of years like. Like trying to figure out, like how how could I have been involved in that shit? Because this <laughs> this was no small uh, group. This was like no, the no, biggest the biggest thing ever, you know, for quite a number of years. And uh, like the the drummer, the, the the first drummer, Pete Best, who was who was replaced by Ringo Starr, the famous drummer of the Beatles, 
the one who laid down the grooves. And Ringo Starr was a much better drummer than Pete Best. Uh, Ringo Starr pioneered a certain type of drum beat with a certain sound and a certain swing. He had his own touch to it. And I don't think Pete Best could have provided that. Pete Best um, said that he was suicidal for many, many years in regret that he couldn't have been part of this. And uh, maybe this guy wrestled with some of those issues, too. That would suck, though, right? You know, that would suck. Think about it. You know, look how famous they went to become. You had a chance to. You had a chance. You could have been one of the Beatles, dude. You had a chance to think. You had a chance to be one of the Beatles, but you thought they were your backup band. <laughs> you were on. You were on that bullshit. You thought they no were it's your backup band, and <laughs> they pulled a they pulled a hood move on you, and went inside with Capitol Records, and the rest is history. <laughs> okay. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Out of Sight Radio this week. It's been quite the journey. It's been a long... We still got 15 minutes, though, so... Uh, yeah, we got 15 minutes. I'm sounds just, like you're signing off, though. You're ready to quit? Or I'm not I'm not signing <laughs> off. Oh, I'm talking to the audience. Oh, because really the audience is probably thinking, like, are they leaving early? We really appreciate your support here on uh, Out of Sight Radio. We're on every week, Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 on the West Coast, 11 to 1 on the East Coast. If you're on the East Coast, staying up late riding with us, we appreciate it very much. Now, at the end of this program, we will immediately broadcast this very same program again for those who might have missed the beginning, whether that be the first hour, half hour. We'll play it all again so you could uh, catch, catch the show. And uh, maybe one day Jackal will put up current archives once a week and you'll be able to check out last week's show in case something actually happens, as it often does, where you miss the show. Uh, One of these days. Don't count on it being anytime soon, but one of these days. Yeah, we got we got a good 10 minutes left. Uh, Anything else that we need to touch on? You pretty much well run dry. It's all good. I got some other shit. Uh, well, actually, there there is one more thing. Okay. Uh, for all you Michael Jackson fans out there, I don't know if you're uh, I don't know if you read the news. Uh, Michael Jackson Jr. or Prince Jackson just became a correspondent to the ET show, a special correspondent, and he's actually uh, getting a gig on the show ET. And that's relevant because it's really not, but it's a funny fu- it's a funny story how uh, they're whoring this kid out there already. Uh, like man, you gotta see see kids are learning younger and young. Sixteen year old kid, man. No, no, no. Wasn't like Michael against this shit. Like, but, but I, I, I can't cover their faces. I don't know Michael Jackson. I was just, I was just a fan. He covered their faces when they were young to protect them, so they can go out in public without him, with nannies and stuff, and no one would bother him. That was the reason for that. But, um, it doesn't surprise me because you know, it kids from entertainment families start very young. And they learn at a very young age that somebody has got to bring in the big money because it ain't going to be Tito and it ain't about to be. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? It's like it ain't going to be Randy. That's right. Kids are more advanced now. It's like they understand that somebody has to bring in the scratch. Right. Yeah. Michael's gone. So it has to be Prince Michael now bringing that scratch. Right. So somebody 
somebody has to um somebody has to make the money and i think young prince michael jackson is understanding that it's not going to be tito it's not going to be jermaine janet could still have a hit i don't know uh you know it's definitely not going to be latoya it has to be the new generation of Jackson kids to bring in the scratch and who better than the son of the King of pop himself. It makes perfect sense to me. Michael. And he's dressed. It's funny because he's dressed in the, the, uh, or the link I sent you. If you look at the link, he's already starting to dress like Michael and everything. Like with the glasses. No and question, there's no question about it that Michael Jackson paid the bills for years and years. And he was the guy who paid the bills. Oh yeah. But he knows. Entire family. For the for everybody, he was the man, and he made that kind of scratch too. That, applaud him, by the way. There's nothing wrong with a man who takes care of his family. That's what when you can do. Okay, I did the same thing. I wouldn't have made a lot of the other choices he made, but as far as taking care of you and yours, applaud that man, Michael Jackson. But yes, um, I, I see all of his kids becoming stars, including his daughter. And it doesn't even matter. See, this day and age, entertainment is so watered down and so superficial. They don't really even have to be super talented. I mean, the, the, the stars of today, if you look at the entertainment headlines, these people aren't um, it's reality show people. These aren't trained actors that, that went to school for years and years to deliver to you a dynamic theatric performance. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. This kid's have been a star since he was like born, just because of who he was. He's Michael Jackson's son. So from the moment he was born, he was a celebrity. They're right. born into celebrity. He is a right. He is a born reality TV star. Pretty much, yeah. I, I so why not get a gig on the ET channel? Several years from now, look. Huh? If these, I'm gonna tell you what, bro. Entertainment if these, tonight. If these if these burnt out fucking Kardashians could make all the money, yes, I said burnt out. Much respect to their father, the lawyer that passed away, that gave them their name, uh, the, the 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 famous lawyer that represented on the O.J. Simpson team back in the day. Much props to him. He was a brilliant man. I've did some reading up on him, but the the. The sisters, the, the mom. The three whores that if he had, yeah. They, well, I don't even know. Allegedly, they're whores as far as Jackal says. I don't know about all that. But if they could create this sort of energy and that sort of money off of reality TV, imagine what the Jackson kids do in three or four years. That's my prediction. Biggest, yeah, no kidding. biggest reality show of 2017 and on, uh, Jackson's Next Generations, the, the Ratchet Files. It's coming. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Prince wants to be a director, and he wants to get into film and stuff like that. The, the, uh, the girl, um, Paris, wants to get into film and acting. And, and Paris is uh, going to be a looker. She's a good-looking girl, so she's going to be a very good-looking young lady when she gets older. And I could see her being like a leading lady type if she gets into acting. But they got to learn their craft, man. It's not just about being a celebrity. you got to really learn what the hell you're doing. Yeah. I think it's not that easy. You can't get by just on your looks, really. You but know that's what I mean? Even Angelina Jolie, is, was, but, but you know, she knows how to is. act. The stars of today, if you look at the inner, look at the new media, the internet. Yeah, it's all superficial bullshit. It it's really is. all reality stars. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna see in the next few decades. Now we're seeing the transition. You already have 
scores and scores of, of trained television actors that are out of work because they put unprof- they, they put non professionals on TV and it's all about reality shows. The sitcoms right. are almost gone. Yeah, you got Law and Order SUV and NCIS and NCAA and YMCA and all these other fucking shows that do get good ratings, but by and large the the slots for actors, working actors to work are slowly thinning. Slowly thinning. So in the next two decades we're gonna see a whole nother kind of of celebrity. Even more so than now. I think it's even going to be more random of who becomes a celebrity and who doesn't. But the no-brainers are, are the next generation of the Jacksons. I think they're going to have yeah. it sewed up. Now with that, we're going to uh, see that. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and sign off here on a lighter note. Um, I thank everybody for tuning in once again to uh turned up Tuesday. I want to thank the Jackal for um being being slightly more coherent this week. Well, no drugs this week. Tri- you know, right. You you're yeah. down to earth this week, slightly more coherent. And yeah, uh good. good job producing the show. Again, this show will rebroadcast immediately following um immediately following the end of this show. Uh, go ahead and, and write Jackal messages on how you agree with me that that the the months and months of, of, of archives don't matter. Just put the last week up there so so the listeners to this show can spread the current links around and, and get people hip to the machine known as Turned Up Tuesday. Business over bullshit. I want to thank everyone for tuning in, and we'll be back next week. With much, much, much more. Like I always say, out of sight, out of mind. Saw the light, now you're blind. Shining bright, now you're crying. Party up. Out of time. We're out of time. We are finished. Be back next Tuesday. More out of sight radio for the Jackal. Jackal. We're out. Peace.